Hey, I'm Jeff Trudeau. I'm John Spur. This is it. Renewed Brain Podcast. It's live. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So, we got a lot of fun things in store. We've been recording for, like, months. It's been a long time. <laughs> months and months upon months with more months behind those months. And uh, so you've already seen that we've released two episodes. We just we wanted to get those out in, you know, seasonably right times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And initially it wasn't planned to have those out, but then it did become the plan. So... <laughs> So we're doing we're doing a lot of things different. That's why you have a special introduction this time. Yes, because we recorded this one, you know, all those months ago when we actually recorded the rest of the episode that you'll hear coming up. Yeah, but um, we have a lot of exciting things happening. So we wanted to welcome you to the podcast <laughs> in a more excited way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just wanted to. Kind of, you know, give our kind of, I guess you could say, our idea behind the podcast, what we really want to come from it. And so really the basis of our podcast is uh, founded in Romans 12, too. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is, what is that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? What is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God? That was kind of broken up, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we just really want to be a resource for good revelation and a resource for um, just encounter with God over podcasts. So, um, you know, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I know, like... Some of the some of the things we have planned, we want to have a lot of guest speakers, and and part of that's kind of our heart behind, you know, just empowering everybody to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you're at, who you are, like you are a champion for God, and so we want to instill that idea that you don't have to be one of the greats, like the Billy Graham or the Bill Johnson or whoever you're thinking of right now, you don't have to be them to do ministry. And that's one of, one of the ideas we had behind this. Yeah. I mean, and really, you know, it's nobody is short of wisdom in their heart because each person is different and each person has a different relationship with God. And so, you know, um, we just want to make it, you know, accessible for people that are looking for more wisdom because in, you know, Proverbs 13, 15, 6, 15 and 16 says, Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. And so really, I mean, God's just wanting to give you more riches and more honor in your life through wisdom. And we want to be a resource for that wisdom and, you know, just an opportunity for you to go deeper with God in your relationship. Yeah. And that was something you said was accessible. And that's kind of one of the great things. I know in the past I've tried to do video stuff. And, and that and video is great. But 
convenience for listening to audio. Like you can be listening to this in your car. You can be doing whatever else you're doing and you don't have to worry about being completely focused on it. Yeah. But you're going to know that you are still getting revelation from God and wisdom from God because you have it on. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, you know, you're not really even paying attention, it's just something that is good to feed into your, to your mind and into your heart. And so, um, you know, that's something we wanted to do too, is to make our podcast, ah, podcast convenient for people to, you know, listen in a short time period, but also have a good amount of revelation and understanding behind everything. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we're excited. Um, we have a lot of good recordings that we're going to be releasing and a lot of good episodes. So just continue to listen and I'm excited for you guys just to get everything you can out of this. And then in like five weeks, Mm -hmm. I think if I'm estimating the recordings properly, five weeks, we've got more big news for you. Yes, we do. (laughs) So stay tuned for that too. Uh And we're going to get going into the episode. Yeah. So enjoy, guys. You know, like I said, this isn't just for me and it isn't just for Jeff. Like, we're doing this for you. We're doing this so that you can have a real experience with God over a podcast. Like, just just begin to ask yourself that question. What would it look like to have an experience with God over a podcast? And then you can take that thought and that question and apply it to our podcast. (laughs) because apply it right now (laughs) yes put it on right now like the highest you know sun block that you have in your home like just (laughs) put it on yeah but um no but i mean really like because we know we know god's right here god's in your car right now god's uh you know next to you on the couch wherever you're at you know god's already there he's in your cubicle so you know he's there yeah he's with us he's with you so we're just uh you know making him a little more apparent yeah you know and that's interesting that you say that because like i remember when you know i was going through ministry school and it really the reality of god being in the workplace was like blowing my mind you know and it was like Oh my gosh, like he's not just in the room when I'm worshiping him on Sunday. He's not just around on Sunday. Like he's available every day of the week. And so I remember when I first started bracing, or well, not bracing, but embracing that reality. And I was at work one day and I worked for kind of like a, a cafe type restaurant business. And, um, my job was basically to make sure the coffee was filled and to, (coughs) excuse me, and to clean the dining room. And so that's what I was doing. I was filling coffee and I was wiping down tables and cleaning up dishes. And, you know, and while I was doing that, I saw, you know, these two ladies that walked in and right when they walked in, the Lord said, I need you to pray for them. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I need you to pray for them. And I was like, ah, like (laughs) I'm cleaning tables. Oh Lord. I'm, 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 you know, picking up dishes. I'm washing dishes. Like, like this is important. Like, 
I can't dishonor my work environment and I can't dishonor my job by going over and praying for somebody. And he said, all I'm asking for is 30 seconds. And I was like, okay, 30 seconds it is. So (coughs) I remember I walked up to them. Well, I was continuing to do my job and I was about to go walk up to them. And like right when I went to go walk up to them, Holy Spirit said, not yet. And I was like, oh crap. And so like, it was funny because like I was walking towards them and then I immediately turned after he said, oh, not yet. And acted like I was cleaning up sugar and friggin', you know, coffee creamer off the counter. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So then I did, I put more dishes away, clean some more dishes, come back out. Walking out into the dining room area. I start walking towards him. He says, no, not yet. I was like, ah. So I go behind them because there's a little uh, dishes station behind them. So I grab some more dirty dishes, go in the back, wash some more dishes, come back out. And I start walking towards him. Three times in a row, he's like, no, not yet. And I was like, ah. So I go back. I wash some more dishes. Finally, I come back out. I'm walking towards them. And so I finally get to them. And I asked them, I was like, hey, this might be weird, but, you know, I'm currently in ministry school and they're encouraging us to pray for people as we're going throughout our day. Is there anything you would need prayer for? And then I went off into that into an actual prophetic word. And like I started prophesying over these two ladies and... I remember I said something about, um, oh yeah, I said there was someone to one of the ladies, I said, there's someone in your family that is going through a hard time. And in fact, I feel like there's a division in your family and it's because there's something that you guys aren't agreeing on, but God wants you to know like that he's bigger than your disagreement and he's going to work through it. And like your family's life is going to be changed forever. And so like, I shared the word, I prayed over them, and then they told me right on the spot, they're like, we can't tell you how awesome it is that you came up to us at this specific time, because before you came up to us, we were talking about God, and we were talking about some of the frustrations that, you know, the one lady said that I'm going through right now with my family, because, you know, she says, I married my husband, and he's not a believer, And so it's hard for me because I am a believer and I want him to love God so much, but, you know, I can't convince him to do it. And so um, I was just talking about that with my friend. And so, you know, this word makes sense, you know? Yeah. And so I bless them. They go and they, you know, go out the door and about their life. And so, and then, you know, they come back. And actually, it was a couple of weeks later, she comes back and she says, I want you to know that after you shared that prophetic word and you prayed for us that day, I was talking with my husband and he accepted Jesus as a savior. <laughs> That's awesome. And that everything in my family completely shifted and changed because he went to my parents and he apologized for being offensive about what he said before because he wasn't a believer and all this stuff and like... She like starts to cry and she's like, I can't thank you enough for coming and praying for me. And like, 
that's the reality for this podcast. Like, we want this podcast to be a resource for you so that you can go to people in your everyday life and bless them, encourage them, pray for them, be something for them that they can't be for themselves, you know, and that's what God's for. And so we just want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, now I guess we're going to go into, uh, John's segment and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks guys. You're listening to the big brain. Welcome to The Big Brain. I'm John, and uh, today I want to talk about the love of God and um, what the love of God has been to me in my life and who he's been to me in my life. And so um, I want to open up with uh, 1 John chapter 3, 1 through 3, and it says, See what sort of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called God's children, and indeed we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that, we know that whenever it is revealed, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope focused on him purifies himself, just as Jesus is pure. And so one of the reasons why I want to open up with this, this scripture verse here is it really just talks about how much God loves us and how dear we are to him. And that as long as we stay focused on this thought that he loves us, on this thought that he cares about us, that he wants to be in our life, that we, we then essentially purify ourselves so that we can be just like Jesus. And so, um, you know, one of the things that happened in my life was when I was younger, I was about 17 years old. Um, I had a lot of questions for my life as far as my calling and my purpose. And I really didn't know who I was. I didn't really like who I was. You know, I had a daily routine that was the same. I didn't like the routine. I didn't like, um, just where my life was at. You know, I had a lot going on at home with family and, you know, um, you know, somebody in my family decided to leave home and it ended up hurting me pretty bad. And so it kind of left me in a, a depressed state to where I just gave up on life. I just gave up on who I was. I gave up on, you know, everything. And I remember I woke up one morning because I was so depressed about everything and I hated myself so much that I woke up one morning and I cried out to God and I said, I can't do this anymore. Show me my purpose. Show me who I'm supposed to be. You know, what it, what it, what I'm called to do. And so I remember that week, um, one of, uh, someone from the, the church, one of the leaders came up to me and asked if I would go out to lunch with them and talk with them. Um, you know, just to, just to talk and get to know each other. And so I said, sure. Yeah, let's do it. And so, um, that Wednesday ended up, he asked me on Sunday, that Wednesday, we ended up going to, um, lunch and he offered an internship position to me for, uh, the youth ministry. And at that point in my life, at that time, I knew right then and there that I was to say yes to that because there was something that was jumping 
you know, kind of inside of me, out of my chest that said, yes, you have to do this, do it. And so I told him I would do it right away on the spot. And he said, no, no, wait, just, you know, think about it, go home, talk to your parents about it, see if they're okay with it. And I said, all right, <clears throat> you know, I'll think about it and I will talk with my parents about it, but I'm a definite yes. You know, I'm definitely going to do this. And so he's like, all right. So I went home that day and I talked with my parents and I told them what happened and how excited I was to actually have that opportunity. And they said, yes, I could do it. And so I started doing it. And um, one of the first things that I was supposed to do as an intern was um, I was supposed to run budget for um, this trip that we were going to go to. Um, or go on uh, to Kansas City, Missouri for a conference. And this conference was huge. There's like 30,000 people there, 30,000, 40,000 people. And um, so I, I run the budget. We're on the trip. We get there. And um, right when I walk in the room, it was the first time ever in my life I felt the presence of God and I felt like he was in the room. And so we get there, and when we walked in, it was right in the middle of worship. So it was already a great, you know, environment to walk into. And so we're worshiping, and about uh, 30 minutes goes by, and um, I hear um, the voice of the Lord. And he said, I've called you to preach to this nation and to all nations. And, um, immediately I started freaking out immediately because I felt like I didn't know enough about the Bible. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't know enough about God. And so I felt like I was already disqualified before I even started. And so, um, I went back and forth with myself for about 30 minutes and one of the parents that was on the trip came up to me and said, you know, I just really, you know, I just, you know, feel like the Lord's saying that you have a huge calling on your life and that he's called you to preach to this nation and to all nations. And right then and right then and there, I knew I was like, okay, I have to do this. Like I heard it from God. God spoke it through someone else. I have to do it. And so we get back from the trip, the trip and I'm, you know, kind of bugging my youth pastor at the time saying, Hey, like, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a pastor. What do I have to do to become a pastor? And at first he, he thought that, um, I was coming off of a conference high, uh, because there was a lot of speakers and just a lot of worship. And, you know, I was sold on that lifestyle. I was sold on the fact that you know, I could live the rest of my life preaching the word of God and worshiping him. And so then I was persistent with him and kept on asking him and telling him. And he said, you're really serious about this, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I really am. And I told him what happened. And he was like, wow, well, we got to get you trained up. We got to get you involved in, you know, more than what you are in already. And so started doing all these, you know, um, many schools started doing all these training classes for leadership. And then, 
I was, you know, told about, you know, the, uh, ministry school that I went to, um, and, uh, I enrolled in the ministry school and started going there and graduated. And now I'm here sitting here today talking with you about the love of God because of an encounter I had when I was 17 years old. And I'm completely sold on the fact that God loves you and he loves me and he's called us for a greater purpose in life. And he's called us to, to understand who he is as a father. And, and so, you know, it's important that we realize that he really does love us and he really has called us to do amazing and wonderful things. And so, um, I want to read another scripture verse here. In Ephesians, uh, two, uh, verse one, it says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin in which you, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And I love just the fact of the redemption that it's talking about in, in Ephesians because it really brings to full circle the reality of how much he really loves us. That He loved us so much that he was willing to say, you know what? I forgive you for your past and I forgive you for the things that you've wait you feel like you've wasted your time on or the things that you did waste your time on. And he said, "But now I'm going to give you mercy and I'm going to love you and in fact I'm going to take back the time that you thought was stolen and I'm going to give you what you thought you could never have." And it talks about in Isaiah it talks about taking your shame and restoring it with double honor. You know, and so God is such a good God and a good father, and he loves us so much that he would send his son to say, hey, I don't care what you've done. I love you because my father loves you. So I'm going to bleed out on a cross and I'm going to give everything so that you can have the same opportunity that I had to walk with God, to know him, to be his son, to hear his heart to hear his words, to know who he is, and to know how much he loves you. And so with that, it's just God is so good and his love is so good. And I just want to encourage you today on the big brain about that, knowing that God loves you no matter what and his love is real. It's tangible. That's why he gave us his, that's why he Jesus gave his life so that we could experience the Father and we could experience 
his helper, and his kingdom, and how good he is on the earth. Awesome. Yeah. I like how um, your experience with the love of God really like wasn't something you would normally say like that's love, but like just how intimate the love of God is and how like he was able to just speak into your situation what you needed, you know, for the moment. Yeah. I mean, for me, the love of God has been something that is... It's very active in my life, I guess you could say. Like, um, you know, for me, I experience his love on a daily basis as to where some people feel like they might experience his love, like, on hit and miss type deal. And I think a lot of it comes from um, just embracing the reality, like, that I'm his son. And it doesn't matter what I've done. It doesn't matter where I've been because it didn't matter when he spoke to me, you know, when he spoke to me, like it didn't like for a second there, I had like a withdrawal of like, wow, like I can't do this because this and this and this and this disqualifies me. But really, you know, what was happening was God was basically showing me how silly those thoughts were you know, to disqualify myself because of a list of things that men say are, you know, uh, you know, are eligible for disqualification. And so, um, looking back on it now, like I can say that now saying that God was just testing and defying my logic for why I couldn't do something. And so, um, but he knew, like you said, he knew how to, break through that and he did it and he spoke through somebody and for me um I'm a person who's big on words of affirmation and so if someone comes up to me and shares an experience that they had with me that was good and encourages me like I love that and so um he knew that if he had someone else speak to me what he had spoken to me personally that that would be the okay moment, you know? And so, um, and yeah, it's just, he's so good. And, you know, I've had multiple situations where, you know, even at church, like I'll do transitions sometimes or I'll share a little encouraging word. And so, so at least every single time someone else comes up, they come up to me and they'll say, you know, like, I just really feel like you have an intimate relationship with God. And, you know, um, and it's true because, you know, for me, I've made a personal point to constantly be talking with him. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's kind of what Paul was saying when he says Mm -hmm. pray without ceasing yeah and it's kind of like like that's what god really wants like we get that picture with jesus like jesus was always communing with the father like he's Mm -hmm. always talking with god like you see him go off on his own just to talk with god you know Mm -hmm. and like jesus was god so it's just like like that's the picture we have of like the relationship god wants with each of us and so it's really cool how, like, 
you were able to pull that out of your experience, you know, and it, it's just, it's the truth. And I'm sure I'll get into it mm-hmm. on a later podcast or whatever, just my personal experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, um, and the crazy thing is all of these things, like all these different perspectives, you know, came to me when I was younger as to, you know, like with the love of God, I was very confused growing up in the church with the love of God because we've always said that God's good and he loves us. But then we have these lists and these boxes and these pools of disqualification. Yeah. And so once you, you know, you can say you love God, but once you go drink a beer, then you're no longer loved by God because that's not that's not what God wants. That's not what's acceptable in the eyes of God. And so you're disqualified now. And so I think really walking out this journey with God and his love has really showed me that, you know, there really isn't any disqualification because he loves the murderer. He loves the drug addict. He loves the prostitute. He loves the, you know, the, the evildoers. Like he loves them because he created them. And so, yeah, when you have that perspective that he loves something just because he created it, you then have a different perspective on what you can and can't do. Yeah. I th- Yeah. That really, like, it puts a, a definition to love that we don't necessarily see a whole lot in the society mm-hmm. anymore, but it, it's just like an unconditional love. Like, it doesn't matter about the circumstances it doesn't matter about the condition of the people like god literally just loves them mm-hmm. um it's just yeah it's it's such a different perspective on love than we typically get yeah i mean jesus you look at the life of jesus jesus went into all the places that religious people said was not good to go in you know that religious people pushed off to the side and said, this isn't good enough. You know, this isn't good enough for God. This isn't acceptable by God. And so Jesus went and he defied everything that they said because he knew the love of God. Yeah. First off, he was his son. So he, he knew from a son's perspective how much he actually loved the people that were being pushed away. And secondly, you know, um, Jesus, when he was on the earth, he relied on, you know, Holy Spirit a lot, you know, just to, just to communicate with God, you know. And so we love to say that Jesus was, um, the son of God, but with the limitation, he had the limitations of a man. But yet when it's convenient for us to say, oh, well, Jesus was able to heal the sick because he was the son of God, we'll cash in on that. Yeah. When really it was, yeah, he was a son of God, but he obeyed his father and he listened to what his dad said and he knew the sincerity in his words. And so, you know, when you, when you read about the, the portion of the scriptures where Jesus talks, it's literally like when you're reading and Jesus is talking, it feels like God the Father's talking because that's, that's the actual correlation there. Because like, and, and every sense of it, like, Jesus is basically being the medium for the Father. Like, yeah. he's being the, he's being the guy that can, they, he can actually talk through. Yeah. Um, 
it's that that literal like God had been trying since the beginning of time to get people to understand who he is. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it's a gradual progression through the Bible of like God coming closer. And Jesus is like, like that ultimate reality. Like I'm going to literally show you who I am. Yeah. And put, put myself into your world directly, physically as a person to show you my love. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, Jesus just like one thing I really admire about Jesus is that he owned who he was because he knew who his father was and you know and you look at Jesus you look at Paul you look at the disciples you look at all those guys that did amazing things you know before and after the death and resurrection of Jesus you know Everything that happened there was just the correlation of God wanting to show us how good he is. You know, I don't care what the situation was, even in the Old Testament. Like, God was constantly trying to show his goodness, but people's perception on who God was made the experience what, you know, it made the experience different. Sure. You know, perception plays a lot in what we you know, and what we can believe as people. And so if I have a perception that's off of God, then there's going to be things in my life that are going to be off, you know. And it isn't until I realign my thoughts and my heart and who I am as a person with the truth and the character of who God is that, you know, that then I'll be able to thrive in that. And God's really been speaking to me about just his character, you know, like for me, like, uh, you know, there was, um, you know, some situations where I was just kind of like, kind of like thrown off in my mind with like, Oh, well, how come this is acceptable, but this isn't, how come this is acceptable, but that isn't. And one day I heard God speak to me and he said, anything that doesn't align with my character is a lie. And I like sat back and I was like, I was in, I was in like a shock and awe moment. I was like, holy crap. Like, that's so true. Like anything that doesn't line up with the character of God is not of God. It's not true. And I know I've heard that a thousand times in messages and from other people, but it's like one of those situations, like you're dumbfounded in because you actually are experiencing it in the moment, you know? And and so, like, you can be left with, like, you know, you can be left with the thought of, oh, my gosh, like, so many people told me about this. So many people warned me about this. But it isn't until the actual moment that you come to it and that you face it that you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I want you to repeat that before we sign off, though. What? Can you do it? (laughs) Yeah. The about the character of God. Yeah. All right. So anything that isn't of the character of God is a lie. And it isn't until we can understand the true meaning and character of God that we can have a healthy and loving relationship with God. Because a lot of times things can be preached behind the pulpit and you can be told a thousand times by a thousand different people. 
but it isn't until you experience the encounter for yourself that you'll be able to, it isn't until that happens you'll be able to have a healthy relationship, not with just God, but with the people around you. Because God's character and his will is good. And so we're no longer confounded to just a book or a list of ideas of who God is. But we're actually responding to his character. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to Renewed Brain Podcast. And we hope uh, we'll catch you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.